Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1022, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey, it's Friday. Welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send me the questions, and I answer them for you. And don't forget, this show is now available seven days a week. And again, this is all thanks to you and your support. Now, before I get to today's question, like I've been saying, I want these Friday Q&As to be a place where you can expect to learn the truth. Sometimes I share my opinion, and usually I try and qualify it in advance so you know my opinion is coming. But most of the time, I like to share with you published research. What do researchers who specialize in this really say about your question? And in fact, I happened to be reading a book by Napoleon Hill and something he said really jumped out at me and I thought it applies really well to my Friday Q&As. Here we go, quote, Opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth. Everyone has a flock of opinions ready to be wished upon anyone who will accept them. If you are influenced by opinions when you reach decisions, you will not succeed in any undertaking, end quote. And so yes, I absolutely have opinions, but that's not what I try and share here on the Friday Q&A, because I wanna give you the truth. All right, that's enough of an intro. I'm sure you're excited to hear today's question, so let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Hi, this message is for Dr. Neil. Uh, I've been reading and hearing a lot of studies about coffee and the various health benefits, but I haven't really seen anything as far as whether or not it applies to decaffeinated coffee or instant coffee. So do you have any research or have you seen any studies regarding whether or not those same studies about coffee extend to those other kinds of coffee that everybody drinks? Thank you. Hi, Brent. Thank you so much for your question. It's actually a fantastic question, and I appreciate you asking about it. Now, lucky for us, caffeine has been studied for a long time, so that means I was able to look up published meta-analyses. I like meta-analyses because these are considered the gold standard when it comes to research. This is because meta-analyses take already published studies and then perform an additional separate analysis on all of these published studies at the same time. And when meta-analyses are performed correctly, they're a really nice way to summarize the current data and help assess trends. I've always said one study doesn't tell us much, but if study after study finds similar results, well, now we're onto something. So meta-analyses buffer against some of these clickbaity headlines we may run into. If a new study comes out and the results of that study seem outlandish, we can always stop and ask, how many other studies looked at the same question? 
And what did those researchers find? So looking at published meta-analyses allow us to answer these questions really quickly. So when it comes to decaffeinated coffees and teas, the reduced risk of chronic disease isn't as strong. Get it? Huh? Strong? We're talking about coffee and tea and I said strong? Okay, I'll stop. But basically, the research is mixed. Some researchers have found that decaf products may reduce disease risk. Others have found that these may not be helpful at all. I'll give you an example. When it comes to reducing the risk for developing type 2 diabetes, one study found that consuming decaf coffee helped reduce the likelihood of a person developing this disease. But conclusions from a separate study found that decaf coffee wasn't helpful at all. And instead, caffeinated coffee seemed to be the most helpful for preventing type 2 diabetes. Now, the data regarding caffeinated products appear to be clearer. In fact, it seems that when adults consume three to four cups of plain coffee or tea each day, they may experience a reduced risk of developing the aforementioned type 2 diabetes, but also colon cancer, liver cancer, Parkinson's disease, and even reduce their chances of premature death. And interestingly, these benefits were seen regardless of how fast or slowly a person's body metabolizes caffeine. That's because some of us process caffeine much more quickly than others, but that didn't seem to make a difference with regards to its health benefits. Now, I should mention that when it comes to these published studies, we just may need more well-designed studies looking at the health benefits of decaf. We have lots of published studies on the benefits of caffeine, but we don't have as many on the benefits of decaf. But again, there does appear to be a clear trend when it comes to the health benefits of drinking caffeinated products, specifically coffee and tea. Now, Brent, you also asked about instant coffee. When it comes to instant coffee that's caffeinated, yes, the benefits appear to be the same as more traditionally prepared coffees. Now, the one exception to this is coffee made using a French press. Brewing coffee in a French press basically involves soaking coffee grounds in hot water, and then instead of using a paper filter, the grounds are pressed out. Researchers have found that there may be benefits to using a paper filter during the brewing process. This is because there is a potentially harmful chemical that's found naturally in coffee beans called cafestol. Cafestol may raise bad cholesterol levels in the blood. This type of cholesterol is called LDL cholesterol. Higher levels of this bad LDL cholesterol in the blood may increase a person's risk for having a heart attack or stroke. But brewing coffee using a more traditional drip coffee machine and a paper filter seems to remove the majority of the cafestol. Now, I have to mention, there are some individuals that may want to stay away from consuming caffeine of any kind. Women that are pregnant will want to consult their doctors. But those with pre-existing conditions like stomach ulcers, heartburn or gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD, inflammatory bowel disease like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, or even those with irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, may find that caffeine exacerbates their condition. Same goes for those with high blood pressure. And if you currently take any medications, it's best to talk to your doctor to be sure that your daily cup of joe isn't interacting with any of those. But for the most part, consuming caffeine in the form of plain coffee or tea specifically seems to be beneficial, but the decaf versions may not be as beneficial. Again, thank you for the question, Brent. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. Right on that page, you can record straight from your computer's microphone. It's really easy and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. 
Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. All right, that's another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you for listening every day and all the way through. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with another blog post and where your optimal life awaits.